This is rated NSFW, not safe for work, at least not without earbuds. It contains violence, grown-up language, and situations, and may not be suitable for small children. I'm Rob. And welcome to the Damn Dirty Drive-Ins Shorts in a Bunch 2 Summer Breakout. Yeah, this is basically a collection of shorts and sketches we produce this summer. Featuring a gaggle of very talented and very funny people. But you know the best part? No Greg. No Greg. All right! High five? High five. Yes, we can absolutely assure listeners at home that Greg will not be featured in this production in any way, shape, or form. So, while that doesn't guarantee it'll be great, it'll most likely be better than usual. Hey, how did you get rid of Greg this time anyway? Well, let's just say that somebody sent him a nice pair of cement shoes, if you catch my meaning. Not so fast. What the hell? Greg... I thought we sent you a nice pair of cement shoes, if you catch my meaning. Sure, but I never put them on. Okay, see, it's jokes like that that make us want to kill you. Tough luck, posers. I'm here to finally take back control of my show. Aw, oh, damn it. And to assist me with my show, it is now time, once again, to introduce everyone's favorite cheap, lovable knockoff puppets... The Krazunka Wonkas! <laughs> back! Get back, ye devils! Holy shit, is that a flamethrower? Well, it sounds like a flamethrower, doesn't it? So it must be one. Wait! Batty! Sloppy! Odzo! Come back! Now, Ryan. Hey! What gives? You and your awful Krazunkawankas are not ruining another show, Greg. That's right. Just to make sure, we're going to keep you locked up in this cage until the show is over. How the hell did you guys build an elaborate prison system in my own hotel without me noticing? I mean, we did it right in front of you. Yeah, you even pitched in to help a couple days. Did I? Ugh. But you can't do this! Watch us. Yeah, you've left us no choice. Sitting through another one of your stupid Krizonkawanka shows is literally torture. And speaking of torture, it's time for the first sketch of the evening. We call it Torture Escalation. Well, 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 what do we have here? It seems the great rebel leader Johnny Maverick has finally fallen into our clutches. And soon we will extract all the information we need from you, and your little band of friends will be no more. I'll never talk, and I'll never betray my comrades. Oh, I think you will. You see, we have ways of making you talk, don't we, boys? <laughs> so this is the last time I'm going to ask nicely. Where is the rebel base? Never! Well, since you will not cooperate, Hans, Carl! What are you, you going to do? Perhaps a car battery attached to your genitals will loosen your lips. No, no. Do it! Ah, 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 go to hell! 
all. Now you will tell us where the rebel base is, or things are going to get a lot nastier from here. Do your worst. Okie dokie. Hans, Carl, clip his fingernails. What? Now, Mr. Maverick, I will ask you again. Where is the... Excuse me. Is this all they're going to do? What? Are they just going to clip my fingernails like this? Yes. Well, it doesn't doesn't really hurt, you know? And yes, it does. It's unbearable. No, no, not, not really. Yes, really. You'll crack at any minute. I don't think I will. Well, what if Hans cuts one of them way, way too short, exposing the sensitive skin beneath? Ha-ha! <laughs> You see? Now you can't tell me that doesn't hurt! Oh, well, yeah. That does sort of kind of sting. Ha ha! So now you will tell us the location of the rebel base. Well, it doesn't sting that bad. Oh, come on! I see. We must take more drastic measures. Well, yeah, certainly. I think it is time to really crank up the heat! Is something supposed to be happening right now? Yes, we are cranking up the heat! What? Hans, put the thermostat to 89 degrees Fahrenheit. 89 degrees? We will sweat the truth out of you. But 89 degrees? It isn't even all that that hot. (laughs) Down here, in such a poorly ventilated room as this, I think you will find yourself most uncomfortable. Yeah, but you want to torture me, not make me uncomfortable. Fine. 93 degrees, Hans! Well, no, I think you're still... You're missing the point. 95! Really, you ought to give the car battery to the generals another go. I mean, (laughs) at least that one really hurt. We've moved on from the car battery to the genitals. But it was really a very effective method of torture. I have to admit, I don't think I could hold out all day if you continue to electrocute my genitals like that. Hey! Who are the torture experts here? Well, it's just that traditionally in a scenario like this, you start with the least painful torture methods and work your way up. Shut up! But it seems like you guys started with the worst torture and now have no idea where to go from there. I said shut up! I mean, to start with genital electrocution and follow that up with nail clipping and fiddling with the thermostat. I will have silence! I mean, you guys have absolutely no concept of how to properly escalate, do you? That's enough out of you, Mr. Maverick. If you want pain, I'll give you pain. I assure you we have many more excruciating methods of torture in our repertoire than genital electrocution. Do you? Yes! Compared to them, genital electrocution will seem like a walk in the park! (laughs) Hans, send in the dogs! Finally. Oh, come on. What? Now? Those aren't dogs, they're puppies. Well, they'll... Savagely maul you, all the same. Oh no, they're climbing all over me. It's it's adorable. They're going to grow up into vicious killers any minute now. Just you wait. They're licking me all over the face. And that bothers you, right? Really infringes on your personal space. I don't don't think this is going to do it either. Listen, the sooner you break, the sooner we can call you an Uber and send you on your way home. Wow, you guys are even worse at this than I thought. No, we're not. Listen, this is... It's just getting sad. Tell you what. I'll tell you where the rebel base is. No. Come on. We're going to be here all day. We do not want your pity information. We will pry it from you ourselves. Seriously. 
If you just electrocute my genitals like one more time. I said no. You will soon be suffering in the throes of agony, Mr. Maverick. You'll see. Now, I excuse us for a moment while we will be right back. Right back with even more elaborate and sinister methods of causing you pain. <laughs> Well, the show's off to a great start. Yeah, I agree. Hey, are you guys sure this is legal? There is a fine line between what's legal and what's right. So, no. Yeah, no, it's terribly illegal. Now shut up, prisoner 113872. Wait, why do I have a number? You're keeping someone else here too? I said shut up! Our next sketch is called Dan's Day in Heaven. What happened? Where am I? Relax, Dan. Everything is all right. Now, look, I'm I'm about to lay some heavy information on you, so I need for you to remain calm. But remember, everything is all right. The last thing I remember, I was walking down Fifth Avenue. I looked up and- Dan, I want you to take a few deep breaths, and I want you to listen very carefully. This is going to be a bit of a shock. Okay. But everything is fine. Okay. Dan, I'm St. Peter, and I'm afraid you're dead. Dead? What? How? Well, you were walking down Fifth Avenue. Yeah, I remember looking up and... Yeah, a safe fell on your head. Oh, man. Seriously? Afraid so. Crushed you flat. The impact knocked the safe door open, and banana cream pies, well, they spilled out all over the sidewalk. It was a real mess. Just, like... Blood and brains and pie crust everywhere. Wait, the safe was full of banana cream pies? Someone was hoarding banana cream pies. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. It was, uh, it was weird. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was a very Looney Tunes way to die. Several people on the street actually laughed. (laughs) Truth to tell, we got a bit of a chuckle out of it up here. Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, boss, that wasn't for you. Just told Dan how he died. Oh, the safe guy? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, bro, that was so classic. This is terrible. No, 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 Dan. It's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a fucked up way to die. Yeah, no kidding. Banana Dan. (laughs) That's what I'm calling this dude now. Banana Dan. (laughs) Yeah, not helping, boss. Okay, jeez. Don't have a thrombo. This sucks. I'm Audi Quattro, bitches. Yeah, poor this guy. Look, the point is, Dan, you made it. You're in heaven. This is heaven? Really? Heaven? That's great. I can see my mom again. And grandma and grandpa. Oh, do dogs get in too? Of course dogs get in, Dan. I can see Boomer again. God, I've missed him. Uh, yeah, about that. I'm afraid Boomer didn't make it. Turns out he was really racist. Like, really, really racist. Oh. 
In that case... Yeah, your grandma's in hell, too. That's fair. But look! Let's concentrate on the positives. It's heaven, Dan! Paradise! Don't you want to look around? Of course. Well, follow me. Hey, we're flying! Of course, Dan. This is heaven. This is amazing! Okay, over to your left, you'll see the main town square. Wow, that fountain is beautiful. Yes, and it's filled with the best champagne you've ever tasted. You can drink as much as you want, and no hangover. Wow! Let's land and walk around town. Okay, so that's the champagne fountain. Where do you get glasses? Look in your left hand. Whoa! Yes, Dan, all you have to do is wish for one. Now how about we try some of that champagne? Holy shit! This is the best champagne I've ever had! Again, Dan, heaven, the best is sort of our thing. Now, over to your right, you'll see the adorable Puppy Depot. Now, anytime you feel like playing with some of the cutest puppies you've ever seen, you just dive on by. <laughs> Up ahead, we have the never-ending cotton candy dispenser. The cotton candy is sweeter than any you've ever had. With zero calories, good on the girlish figure. This is incredible. And, of course, just beyond the cotton candy dispensers, we have the giant pile of orphan corpses. Wait, the what? The giant pile of orphan corpses. Although, actually, I think it's getting big enough so that we can go ahead and start calling it a mountain. Of orphan corpses? Well, yeah. Orphans don't have souls. Orphans don't have souls? Nope. So we gotta put those bodies somewhere. Am I right? Huh? Up top. I am not high-fiving dead orphans. Okay. I can see that the mountain of orphan corpses bothers you. But relax! There's so much more here! Look out there on that pasture! Are those... Unicorns! And they're all tame and friendly. Unicorn riding is one of the most popular pastimes here in heaven. Trust me, it's truly magical. I guess so. Hey, Dan. Trust me, man. No, I, I mean, it sounds amazing. But I'm just always going to be staring at that mountain of orphan corpses. Look, if it bothers you that much, you'll be happy to know that eventually the mountain will be gone. It will? Of course! Unicorns eat orphan corpses. Come on! And over here, we have the face painting pavilion. The kids love it. I, I mean, not the orphan ones, of course, because, you know. But the real kids. Orphans are real kids. Can we just get on with the tour, please? Sorry. Nah, don't worry about it. You're still newly dead. Takes some getting used to. Anyway, just past the face painting pavilion, we have the Manson family compound. The Manson family compound? As in... The Manson family? Yep. Turns out they were right about a lot of things. My dog was too racist to make it to heaven, and the Manson family made the cut? I know, right? Oh, hey, look, there's Charles getting the morning paper. Hey, Chuck! I'm a boxcar and a jug of wine and a straight razor! <laughs> okay, sure you are, Chuck. Oh, that guy's a card. Incidentally, there's also a face painting pavilion in the Manson family compound. Holy shit, what's that like? Really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, over here is our mountain made of chocolate cake. And as you see in the valley below is a lake of hot fudge. Perfect for both eating and swimming. Really? Because I see some people floating in the lake and they appear to be screaming. Oh, them? Oh, no, man, don't worry. <laughs> see, for you, the lake will always be the perfect temperature. It only feels like bowling to heretics. 
Heretics? Yeah. All the folks screaming in the lake right now. Heretics. What do you define as a heretic? Uh, basically anyone who isn't Catholic. And all Portuguese. Look, are you sure this isn't one of those Twilight Zone things where you think you're in heaven, but it turns out you're in hell? No, Dan. This is really heaven. Absolutely. 100%. Then why the fuck are you scalding heretics in the lake? The chocolate lake, Dan. You think hell has a chocolate lake? Come on! Why the fuck are you scalding heretics at all? If anything, shouldn't they be in hell to begin with? Yeah, here's the thing. The early popes sent a lot of heretics to hell. It was totally booked up by, what, 1342? Now there's a heretic waiting list. No. No way. I do not believe this is heaven. Heaven cannot work like this. Dan, trust me. This is totally heaven. The heretic thing is unfortunate. But they're on the waiting list. Look, we'll have them completely cleared out in four, five thousand years. Fine. If this is heaven, what's hell like? Oh boy. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to put this so a mortal mind will comprehend it. Okay, alright. It's like it's like a room. It's sort of like a mid-sized room. Kind of smells like a tire store. Hell is a room that smells like a tire store. Okay, I'm assuming that's some kind of metaphor so I can come close to comprehending or something? No, now that I think of it, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's a room that smells like a tire store. That's it? That doesn't sound so bad at all. Basic cable only. No golf channel. Still not bad. Hey, man, let me tell you what hell doesn't have. Its own mountain of orphan corpses! My point exactly! Jesus Christ! Banana Dan! How's it hanging, Broseph? Look, there's been a mistake. I know this probably doesn't come up often, but is there any way I can get to hell from here? Actually comes up more often than you'd think, bro. Look, dude, the only way to hell is to earn your way there when you're alive. Or, like, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Your motorcycle is kind of douchey. Oh, yup, that'll do it. So what you want to do is go down this road here, take a left at the 7-Eleven in Purgatory, and talk to this demon at the gate. His name's Chuck. Tell him Jay Dizzle sent you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm out of here. Look, are you sure... Bye. Well... Shit! Dude, you have got to stop leading with Mount Orphan! <laughs> Little Mikey Mondo was just your average 98-pound weakling, until the day he chanced upon the tomb of the Sorcerer Karis, who bestowed onto Mikey all of his mystical and magical powers. Now, Whenever there is peril, Mikey need only recite the ancient words of power to transform into the greatest warrior in all the universe, the mighty Tritor. On last week's episode of the Mighty Tritor, the brave scouts of Troop 34 were on their way to receive a special commendation from the governor, when they were suddenly kidnapped by the sinister Master Muhaha, who now holds them captive in his secret lair. Struggle all you want, brave scouts of Troop 34. In a matter of moments, you'll be lowered into the vat of fiery lava below. And there is nothing the mighty Tritor can do to stop me. 
Stop right there, Master Muhaha. Look, it's Mikey Mondo. And the Sorcerer Karis. Let the scouts go, Master Muhaha, or else things are going to get pretty mighty around here. <laughs> You're too late, Mikey Mondo. No one can save the scouts now. Oh, no! 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 Hurry, Mighty. Speak the ancient words of power and once again take up the mantle of the mighty Tritor. You're right, old friend. Stand back. Tritor Victus! <coughs> no, 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 not those words of power. You must use the new words of power. New words of power? What new words of power? Well, you, you know, the, the new words of power. The ones we came up with the other evening. Remember? Uh, no. What are you talking about? Remember, we were both drinking, and you said, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we made up, like, new words of power? Oh, you don't mean you were actually serious about that. Well, of course I was serious about that. We, we had an elaborate ceremony and everything. I thought it was just a joke. You thought the ceremony of empowerment was just a joke? Well, we, we were all laughing. <laughs> You'd better hurry if you want to save those scouts, Mikey. Hurry, Mikey! Help us! Yes! Hurry Help us, Mikey! Enough of this. We haven't another moment to lose. You must speak the words of power before it's too late. Um... Come on, come on! It's just that we were really drunk when we came up with them, and honestly, I'm sort of regretting our choices. It's too late for that now. You should have thought about that before the ceremony of empowerment. I know. I mean, the entire time, I was all like, are you really sure? I know. And you were all like, yeah, dude, it's going to be fucking hilarious, trust me. I know. Still lowering slowly into the lava here, Mikey. What's taking him so long? Stop this foolishness. You've wasted enough precious time. C couldn't I just write the words down? Write them down? No, you have to say them. What if I write them big? No, it, it doesn't matter how big you write them. The incantation only works when the words are spoken out loud by the one who is worthy. Well, what if I just whisper them to you? What? Like, whisper them in your ear. No, you'll have to speak them out loud or the magic won't work. L listen, I know you don't like it, but you should have thought of that earlier. Now I'm afraid there's no other choice. Very nearly dead now. Yes, you had really better hurry, Tritor. Ah, uh, fine. I, I guess if I have no other choice... Uh... <clears throat> Uh, bouncy boobies. No, no, no. What? What do you... You just can't mutter the words. That doesn't count. Why not? Well, it just doesn't. But I said the words. You, you have to say them louder. Come on! Hey, can we get the show on the road, please? Yeah, while we're young. Hey, shut up! I'm trying! You must summon your strength, Mikey. I am! And plant your feet. Uh. Really get your air underneath you. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you use your diaphragm and, and project. Okay. <laughs> Come again. I said... Big bouncy boobies! No! Oh, what's wrong now? You have to say it with conviction. I had conviction! More conviction! I said it with lots of conviction! Well, you need a little bit more. 
a little bit more conviction. But you're almost nearly there, so just one more try and I'm sure you'll have it. All right. Now remember, plant your feet. Uh-huh. Say it loudly. Yes. And with conviction. Yes, loudly and with conviction. I get it. Okay, then. Take it away. Big, bouncy boobies. I can't hear you. Big, bouncy boobies! More energy! Play to the back of the auditorium. Big, bouncy boobies! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Big, bouncy boobies! <laughs> Seriously, dude. I can't believe you said it like that. Out loud and everything. You told me to. You should have seen his face, man. It was like, oh, seriously, big bouncy boobies. Will you just grow up? Honestly. Are you done yet? Weren't you the one saying there was no time to waste? Okay. Okay, you're you're right. We really need to. (laughs) Come on, is there time to waste or not? I it's just I just need a I just need a a minute here. Big Every minute we spend is a minute lost for those brave scouts. Hey, wait, where'd they go? Well, uh, at least we can still catch Master Muhaha. So long, suckers! <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> Don't miss next week's exciting episode of the Mighty Tritor! <laughs> Quickly, Tritor. Summon the Sword of Lumeria. Do I have to? Yes. Now, hurry. Uh, and remember, just like we practiced. Yeah, yeah. Coke off a horse ass! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> All this on next week's. <laughs> Seriously, shut up! That last sketch was hilarious, but... Hey! What? Aren't I entitled to a phone call or something? Technically, you're not entitled to anything in an illegal detention. Well, can I make a phone call anyway? Sure, but make it snappy, will ya? We got a show to run here. Hello, Frank Dietz. Frank? Frank! Listen! You gotta help me! Uh, Who... who is this? It's Greg! Greg? Greg who? Greg Tally! <laughs> Jerk. Frank? Frank! Frank! What a pity. The next sketch explores the circumstances surrounding a mysterious string of murders at a noble estate. <laughs> I see we are all here. Excellent. Well, what was meant to be a relaxing week in the country has become, uh, how do you say, a never-ending cavalcade of horrors, Nespa. 
In the last three days, we have seen three murders, each more gruesome than the last. This country estate is isolated, so there can be no question of an outside agent committing these crimes, no? Which means that someone among us is a murderer. <gasps> So, who's stood to benefit from these deaths? Yes, this is always the question we must ask ourselves. Who stood to benefit the most? We have Colonel Abernathy, the disgraced soldier who carried a grudge against Lord Holderness. A series of murders that his lordship's country estate would create a grave scandal. Fitting revenge, no? We have the governess, Daisy Winchester, whose sister was ruined and thrown away by his lordship. We have the Predator, a seven-foot-tall Lovecraftian nightmare from the planet Yacha Prime who hunts humans for sport. And lastly, but certainly, as you'll say, not the least, we have Sir Ridley Thorne, whose gambling debts have made him a desperate man. All of you had a motive, but which one of you is a murderer? You're, you're joking, right? I would never make the joke about so grim an affair, Sir Ridley. I mean, it's obviously the Predator. <laughs> now, now, Sir Ridley, we must not jump to the conclusions, Nespa. All of you had motive to wish these people dead. We must examine each in turn. Unbelievable. Now, let us turn to the first murder, that of Lady Agatha Shrewsbury. Now... The body was discovered at 9.27 p.m. Wednesday evening. There was heavy plasma scarring across the corpse's torso. Well, seeing as there's only one person here of a Yorkshire Prime plasma cannon... Let us not leap too soon for the obvious answer, mademoiselle. There could be another explanation. Another explanation for plasma scarring? Well, perhaps if a candlestick were swung overhand at an appropriate velocity... You've got to be kidding me. But let us leave the plasma scarring for the moment, no? There are other indications upon the body. <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Please, Colonel Abernathy, I must insist you give me leave to speak. Now, as I was saying, to the trained investigator, the body offers clues that may be missed by the mere layman. For instance, you may have failed to notice that in addition to the plasma scarring, Lady Agatha's skull and spine had been ripped from the top of her head. Failed to... Wait, you actually thought we failed to notice that? Oh, you did observe that. My compliments, Sir Ridley, for your astuteness. Or did you know the skull and spine had been removed because you yourself removed them? Are you insane? I'd like to point out that the Predator is actually wearing a belt made of human skulls. <laughs> That proves nothing, Miss Winchester. Where are the spines? Answer me that. Where are the spines? He's wearing them as a necktie. Oh, so he is. Still, we must follow this trail to the end, must we not? No! Look, all of us may have despised Lord Holderness, but only one of us is a Brodick Nagian killing machine from the ineffable deeps of space! Ineffable to you, perhaps, Colonel. But to those of us who exercise the little grey cells, these matters are effable indeed. I'll tell you who's effable. This governess right here, am I right? So, Ridley, really? The lights! What's going on? I must ask everyone to remain calm. 
There, the lights have been restored. A small adventure, Nespa. And we are no worse for the wear. Oh my god, Sir Ridley's dead! Ah, so he is. Not sure how I missed that. It would seem the stakes have risen yet again. But the issue at hand remains the same, for whichever one of you killed Sir Ridley is certainly responsible for all the other murders. Whichever one of us? Are you out of your goddamn mind, Perot? It was the Predator! It was definitely the Predator! <laughs> Not so fast, Colonel. Both you and Miss Winchester have motive as well. Sir Ridley owed you gambling debts he refused to pay. Unfair. Fucking believable. And did he not make a lewd comment about Miss Winchester mere seconds before the lights went out? She could have used the opportunity to take her revenge, no? Are you kidding? The Predator is still holding Sir Ridley's head and spine. Pish posh. In the darkness, either one of you could have simply handed him Sir Ridley's head and spine. Seriously? I'm a 22-year-old consumptive governess. Do you really think I have the strength to rip a man's skull and spine out through his scalp? And I lost both arms in the war. Did you? I had not observed. You haven't observed? I've been eating with my feet all weekend. I thought it a mere affectation. Still, anyone who can so cunningly manipulate a knife and fork with his toes can certainly rip a man's skull and spine out with them. No, Colonel, I am afraid a minor war wound is no alibi. Hey, fuck you, pal. And as for you, Miss Winchester, for the devious mind, physical weakness is no impediment to murder. Indeed, this physical deficit is precisely why the fairer sex so often resorts to poison. This obviously wasn't poison. His fucking head's off. Do you claim to know intimately the effects of every poison across the globe, Colonel? Well, no. Well, there you have it, Miss Parr. You're a lunatic. They say the line between genius and madness is a fine one, it is true. But I assure you, mademoiselle, I am not mad. Oh, great. He's doing the ominous chuckle thing again. You know, that's very unnerving. Is it his chuckle that unnerves you so, mademoiselle? Or is it perhaps a guilty conscience? Oh, for Christ's sake. It's the chuckle, and not for nothing, but that digital readout on his wrist is definitely showing some kind of countdown. It is no use, mademoiselle. These distractions will gain you nothing. What on earth are you on about now? Simply this, mademoiselle. You are a murderer. Oh, for fuck's sake. What the fuck is wrong with you? There is no use in denying it. Lord Holderness threw over your sister after using her abominably. The poor girl died of a broken heart. And from that day, you plotted vengeance, is it not so? Yes, Miss Winchester. You got your position here as governess under an assumed name. You gained the family's trust, and then you began systematically taking your revenge. Countdown is still going. First, you murdered Lady Agatha with a plasma cannon. I don't have a plasma cannon. Then you removed her head and spine by means of an elaborate system of winches and pulleys. I have not discovered where you have secreted this apparatus, but I have no doubt a search of the ground shall prove me right. Fucking hell. Guys, the countdown? Then you moved on to Granville, the butler who had helped Lord Holderness cover up the affair. You skinned him alive with a three-bladed alien skinning gauntlet. The Predator is wearing a three-bladed alien skinning gauntlet right now. Gotta be close to zero, guys. And then you exploded his torso with a flying drone bomb. Finally, you came to Lord Holderness himself. 
You sliced his arm off cleanly with a laser beam. Where the hell would I get an arm slicing laser beam? I really think we should go. And then you removed his skull and spine with the aforementioned winch apparatus, defleshed them in a specialized defleshing device, and hung his mutilated corpse upside down from the sturdiest branch of the great yew tree in front of Holderness Hall. You are an insane person. Y'all gonna stick around, huh? All right, I'm out. White people are crazy. Denial is pointless, mademoiselle. Can't open up the damn door. I ain't got no damn arms. I am sorry that life has brought you so low. Will somebody help me open up the damn door? My sympathies are with your much-abused sister. Oh, so I'm just gonna die here by default. Use my toes. Fuck this, I'm out of here. But murder cannot be countenanced. Constables! Yes, Inspector Poirot. I present to you your murderer, Miss Daisy Winchester. I cannot believe this! All right, love. Let's get the Darbies on and get you down to the station house. Are you insane? It was the Predator! The Predator! <laughs> That's what they all say. They all say it was the Predator. Come on, love! It was the Predator! Are you crazy? The Predator! Well, the little grey cells have once more done their work. And justice has been served. Now to... Mon Dieu! He has exploded! And someone is responsible. But who? You're a fucking idiot! Prisoner 24601! Um, do you mean me? Yes, you. Didn't I have a different number earlier? No. Shut up. Uh, you have a visitor. What? Uh, but who? Looking for me? What? Why, it's Ron McAdams! The one and only. This isn't a conjugal visit, is it? You wish. I heard about the little predicament you were in, so I baked you a special cake, wink wink, to cheer you up. Oh, thanks, Ron. I knew I could always depend on a good friend like... Like... Psst, Ron, there's nothing in this cake. Mm, how do you mean? Well, didn't you bake a nail file into it or something? No. Why would I do that? But why the hell did you bake me a special cake then? To cheer you up. Because I'm a nice and thoughtful person, Greg? Duh. But... See if I ever do anything thoughtful or nice for you again. Wait! Ron, come back! You gotta get me out of here! I hope you rot! Next, we have a very special sketch about the challenges of parenting. Billy! Johnny! I'm home, boys! Daddy! Daddy! Oh, how are my two... Big old rugged boy is doing. Good, Daddy. But stop being weird, Daddy. He's always being weird. What else is new? <laughs> now looky here, boys. Daddy brought you both home a brand new toy to play with. Hooray! Is it the new fashionista force doll? Oh, oh, I hope it's Bloody Mary. No, I asked for Skinderella. Bloody Mary. Skinderella! Come on. Don't you boys have enough of those stuff? Stupid dolls. Aww. Now, look here. I, I got you something even cooler than those dumb old dolls. It's the brand new rough and tough action figure that all the boys want. The kicker of all ass. It's 
Gender Norm! It's Gender Norm! Yes, Gender Norm! Only from Scammo, the number one name in fun. Aw, not Gender Norm. Yeah, he's so stupid. No, he's not. He's awesome. He's rough. He's tough. He's good at fixing stuff. He's Gender Norm! It's Gender Norm! He's stupid. We wanted the fashionista force. Bloody Mary. Billy, Johnny, I've told you both. Those dolls are for girls. You two are not girls. You're boys. And boys play with rough, tough kickers of all ass like Gender Norm. It's Gender Norm! We wanted fashionista force! Bloody Mary! Hey, hey! What is going on down there? I'm on a conference call and there's enough little children yelling on there. They don't need any help. Sorry, honey. I was just showing the boys how their new toy works. I don't care what you do, Wayne. Just keep it the hell down. I'm sorry, honey. We'll be quiet. What have I told you two about disturbing your mother when she's in one of her work meetings? When are you getting a job again, Daddy? Shut up, Billy. I'm Johnny. Shut up, Johnny! Let me show you what Gender Norm does. Ugh, we don't care! Look, he's got kung fu action grip and comes with 12 different knives you can pose him with and a tactical assault rifle for deadly precision combat. We want fashionista force! Bloody Mary! But Gender Norm is so much cooler, you guys! He even says six kick-ass phrases. <laughs> you fight like a girl. <laughs> damn it, Wayne. What the hell are you doing to those kids now? Nothing, Sarah. Just a little man-to-man talk between me and the boys. You don't have to come down. No, those imbeciles can carry on without me. For a few minutes, at least. You're the one clearly in over your head down here. I have it all under control, honey. Women should be seen and not heard. What the fuck did that thing just say? Nothing, honey. Nothing. Not nothing. Can I see this new toy of yours, Wayne? I don't think you'd be interested. We wanted the fashionista force. Bloody Mary. I know, dear. Mommy will get to the bottom of this. Hand it over, Wayne. Boys will be boys. Wayne? What the fuck is this thing? It's... It's gender norm. He's rough. He's tough. He's good at fixing stuff. He's gender norm. It's gender norm! I thought I made myself clear this morning. What did I say? I know, but... What did I say? Go down to the toy store and buy the kids those fashionista force dolls. And what did your dumbass do? I... Your dumbass comes home with this obnoxious gender norm doll. He's not a doll. He's an action figure. Would you make me a sandwich, dear? It's obnoxious either way. These two shouldn't be playing with dolls, Sarah. People are going to think they're, you know, weird. (laughs) (laughs) So when I saw all the signs for the hottest new toy of the season, gender norm... Shut up, Wayne. I don't know what on earth possessed you to buy this ugly thing, but... It's not ugly, it's cool. And it's useful, too, not like those sissy dolls. Look, his utility belt comes with a real tape measure, a retractable tactical blade, a compass so you never have to ask for directions, a bottle opener for your beer. The kids are five years old, Wayne. They don't drink beer. Not yet they don't, sure, but they will one day. Just like their old man. What was that? 
Uh, I think it was just like a string of drunken and coherent gibberish. Ew. Okay. Did that thing just burp? Yeah. Cool, huh? And look, when you squeeze him, he really pukes. Ew. And when you press his button on his back here. That's disgusting. No, it's not. Gender norm is a dude like us, and it's cool when dudes fart. Look, I'll fart right now. Okay, well, I won't fart right now, but I will soon. And when I do, whoa, watch out! Wayne, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear any more about you farting or farts, understand? I can't believe you wasted money on this stupid toy. It's not wasting money, Sarah. Look, I got the entire line of gender norm accessories, too. All of them. I got a gender norm's pickup truck mobile with toolbox-mounted rocket launcher. I got the uh, gender norm man cave playset with requisite no girls allowed sign. And check this out. I even picked up gender norm's arch nemesis non-binary person and her evil hench friend, Soft Butch. Their? What? Their evil hench friend, Soft Butch? Non-binary person prefers the gender-neutral pronoun they. That's right. Honestly, non-binary person and soft butch are the only characters on the show that I even like. Your phase of evil is over, non-binary person, as all phases must eventually end. Listen, dude, I have no idea what your problem is, but if you don't stop harassing me and my friend, I'm going to punch you right in the fucking throat. Okay, listen. If you two like these characters... No! Then why don't you take non-binary person and... Soft butch. And soft butch, and go play quietly in your rooms for the rest of the afternoon. Okay, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Wait! Those are supposed to be the evil villains! Oh, I don't understand why you guys hate gender norms so much! He's stifling! He's narrow-minded. He's insipid. He is not! He's rough and tough and likes fixing stuff. Come on! Everyone I know loves gender norm! My father liked gender norm! And my grandfather! And my uncle, well, actually my uncle's sort of the black sheep of the family. He, he didn't really care much for gender norm himself, but the point is, I come from a long line of people who generally liked gender norm. And as God is my witness, as long as I'm the man of this household, we are all going to like and respect gender norm. Do I make myself clear? Wayne. I want a divorce. Hooray! <laughs> Save me, gender norm! <laughs> Big boys don't cry! It's gender norm! Gender norm! How about this one, Timmy? Isn't it cute? Why is he moving, Mommy? Don't worry about it. Being a parent is rewarding, but no one ever said it was easy. And one of the hardest things about it is teaching your little ones the concept of mortality, especially if you're an emotional cripple. Well, folks, Dick's Discount Pets is here to help. Doggy coughing, Mommy. He's just happy to have a new home, Timmy. Here at Dick's Discount Pets, all of our dogs and cats are terminally ill. Guaranteed. 
And we also guarantee they'll last just long enough for your child to form a strong emotional bond before the end comes. Come on, Ranger! Let's go play! Ranger? Ranger? What better way to teach your children about the fleeting nature of existence than through the tragic death of a beloved pet? But why did Ranger have to die, Mommy? Ranger was very sick, sweetie. Sometimes pets get sick and can't get better, and it's okay to be sad when that happens. <laughs> well, will we see Ranger again in heaven? <laughs> no. Here at Dick's Discount Pets, we have all the most popular breeds of dog and cat, all dying of incurable but non-communicable diseases, all guaranteed to last at least a month after purchase, and all guaranteed to teach your little ones a valuable life lesson. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these satisfied customers. Grandma's health had been getting steadily worse and we knew her time was coming. We wanted our kids to be prepared, so we went to Dick's and got a corgi with Huntington's disease. Learning about death that way really softened the blow six months later when Grandma was killed in a parasailing mishap. Thanks, Dick's! I wasn't sure how to tell my kids that their mom's diagnosis was terminal. So I just went down to Dick's Discount Pets and picked up an adorable Russian Blue with advanced feline leukemia. Six weeks later, my kids knew all about death. Thanks, dicks. I had no idea how to break it to Timmy that he wouldn't make it to his 10th birthday. What? So I went down to Dick's Discount Pets and got a beautiful yellow lab with end-stage tuberculosis, just like Timmy. Now he knows exactly what to expect, and I can still make my many petty appointment. Thanks, dicks. So... I'll be with Ranger in heaven soon? <laughs> no. And right now, Dick's Discount Pets has a limited stock of monkeys for parents who want to teach their children about assholes. Only while supplies last, Dick's Discount Pets teaching valuable life lessons one animal corpse at a time. There is no good! Ranger! Sorry? Sorry, what? Um, Greg, why are you eating 50 hard-boiled eggs? Just to prove I can. To who? You're the only one... You know what? I don't care. Our next sketch is called Barkeeps of the Realm. I need some water. Long ago, in the ancient kingdom of Zarenia, darkness fell over the land. The great sorcerer Morshan, who had once served the king faithfully, fell prey to the influence of the Dark Dimension. The only hope the people could cling to was a prophecy told long ago by the great seer Murden. When darkness shall fall, four youths bearing mystical amulets shall appear. After many long years, Four youths did at last arrive, each with a mystical amulet in hand. They would be known throughout the lands as the Four Warriors of Zarenia. Good day, innkeeper. Why, hello, weary traveler. Tell me, 
Are you not one of the four warriors of Zerinia? I am indeed. Tell me, innkeeper, do you have any information on the dark fortress of Azakoth? Azakoth, you say? Why, yes. Legend tells of a secret entrance near the east wall, though none have ventured there in well over a century. Ha! Do you have any other information, innkeeper? Other information? Why, no, I'm afraid not. How about you, beer wench? Do you have any information about the dark fortress of Azakoth? No, brave warrior. I've never ventured beyond the boundaries of our sleepy town, Arton. Very well. Thank you, fair citizens. Gods be with you, brave warrior. Oh, back again so soon? Good day, innkeeper. Tell me, do you have any information on the dark fortress of Azakoth? Azakoth, you say? Why, yes. Legend tells of a secret entrance near the East Wall. Wait, didn't I just tell you this a minute ago? Yes, my apologies, innkeeper. But I was just conversing with the maiden who paces around the fountain outside all day long. Oh, you mean Rosie? And realized that when I spoke with her a second time, she provided me with additional information. Well, that's her problem. We got no other information for you. Very well. Thank you, fair citizens. Oi, is it just me? Are those four warriors of Zorinia a bit on the outside? Ah, you're telling me. Why, just yesterday that elf child they have came busting into my house while my family was having dinner. Kept asking if we had any information and then smashed my clay urns looking for coins. Oh no! Isn't that where you hid your life savings? Some of it, yes. What did you do? What choice should I have? I need urns to tie the room together, so I went out and bought brand new ones. Five minutes later, that damn elf child came busting in again and smashed them too. Did you hide more of your savings in those urns too? Of course! Where else would I keep it? Well, what can we do? They've been given the blessed ambulance to save our kingdom. I'm sure they'll use that money to buy much-needed equipment in their quest to defeat Mortian. My poor daughters were scared to death! I just told him to keep eating their food and pay the visitors no mind while he busted up the place. It is a nuisance, I'll grant you. But if it all leads to the defeat of Mortian, then I, for one, say it is an annoyance well endured. Oh, guys, don't look now. He's back again. Excuse me, I'll be right back. No, no, stay out of there, elf child. Come on, I've got mouths to feed. Good day, fair innkeeper. Would you happen to have any information on- No! no! All right, all right. Sheesh. Hail, innkeeper. I would like to buy a few dozen loaves of your finest healing bread. My pack can hold exactly 99 loaves. If you don't have them now, that's fine. I'll just wait right here until you have them ready. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, it's not that we mind you folks dropping by after every sally, spending lots of money, and checking every nook and cranny of our shop for stuff to, I'll say, appropriate, but how many more visits to our fair town do you foresee in the future? Oh, don't you worry about that, fair innkeeper. My companions and I love it here. <sighs> I see. Say, you seem like an enterprising band of heroes. And I just happen to have found myself in a bit of a bind. You see, a precious family heirloom of mine was dropped somewhere in the... the... Didn't you say 
It was in the ice cano on the other side of the continent, Master. Why, yes. Thank you, Tim Tim, you lovable little scamp. It was indeed in the ice cano on the other side of the continent. And if you fetched it for me, well, there would be a fine reward in it for you, you can be sure. What was it that you dropped? Um, uh... A cummerbund! Oh, yes, 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 a cummerbund. You were wearing your family's finest cummerbund in the ice cano 5,000 miles south of here? Yep. Well, heck, that's quite the bad luck you've had, good innkeeper. We shall return as soon as possible with your precious heirloom. <sighs> Thank the gods he's gone. What happens when they descend in the ice cano on the other side of the continent and don't find any cummerbunds? Oh, it's fine. I'll just send a carrier pigeon over to an old friend of mine and ask him to chuck some old cummerbund of his down into the depths. Problem solved. Down in the depths of the ice cano, the four warriors of Zarenia delved, battling deadly frost serpents. <laughs> Isogators and suspiciously phallic shaped snow worms. I could do this all day. And after many hardships, the four warriors of Zarenia returned. What? You guys are still only keeping five coins hidden in your urns? People on the other side of the continent are hiding at least 50. I'll give you 50-something, you pointy-eared vegan nitwits. Hold on, hold on. Brave warriors, thank you for returning my family's lost cummerbund to me. But it seems we found ourselves in another jam. A cartload of beans we had scheduled for delivery got attacked by bandits. And it would really help us out if you went and just killed all the bandits in the area. Beans? Beans. Don't they have beans, like... Everywhere else around here? Uh, oh, but not these beans. No, these were special beans. We shall reacquire these most valuable beans for you and return in a matter of days. Oh, well, don't hurry back all that soon now. You scoundrel. Tim Tim and I just threw a dot on the map and had some friends we met at the last innkeeper's convention drop some beans there. They're gone, the shop is quiet. Honestly, what's the harm? We're out only a hundred coin, and the warriors seem happy to gain... experience. We're back! What? Impossible! There's no way you could have gone all the way to the bandit chief's camp and gotten back so soon. Quite simple, innkeeper. Our noble fellowship is just recently unlocked and upgraded, wild horse. It is the swiftest steed in all the kingdom. Now we'll be able to do quests for you in half the time! What? Still only five coins? This is an outrage! There's usually more in the Sellsword's house. Let's go there! No, wait! Um, what what quest do you have for them now, innkeeper? Uh, I, um, uh... Aw, uh. uh, weren't you just saying that you needed the head of a 50-foot ogre from the faraway fungi forest? Oh, uh, well, well, yes I did. Uh, thank you, Beer Wench. The fungi forest? But that's only available in the expansion pack. Oh, well, if you think you can't do it. Never fear, noble citizens. We will return with your ogre head. Yay, no problem. We'll have that for you in two shakes of a cockatrice's tail. What are we going to do with the temper ogre head? You know those things stay alive even if the head is separated from the body, right? 
I don't know. We'll put it in the corner. It'll be our pet. Shut up. Uh, one ogre head coming up. Hey, how you doing, guys? There's no way a horse could carry you back from Fungi Forest so quickly. Not a horse. A dragon! A, a dragon? dragon? Yes. It was an exclusive pre-order bonus. Now they'll get quests done even... Wait, did you say dragon? Yes, I... Five coins! What's he doing now? Digging. What for? I think he thinks he can tunnel out. Ah. Uh. So, should we tell him his cell is located just above the agitated wasp chamber? Nah, let it be a surprise. What the? Wasn't it better as a surprise? Yeah, you're right. He did seem really surprised. Why do we even have an agitated wasp chamber? Every good hotel has one. Our next two sketches are about batshit celebrities. <clears throat> did, uh, did everyone get some coffee and a bagel? Okay, super. We have some cinnamon raisins left on the buffet table, but the everything bagels are gone. The early birds cleared those out. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Newton, Iowa Doubletree and the 52nd Annual Old LolyCon, where we celebrate all aspects of the MRU, the Maytag Repairman Universe. Who's having a good time? I can't hear you. Come on, Newton, is that the best you can do? Yeah, <laughs> that's more like it. Now, I know all of you Maytaggers and Rincies are so excited about our 10 a.m. keynote in Grand Ballroom A to be delivered by none other than the myth, the legend, the man himself, the grandson of Vincent R. Vassolo, Petey Vassolo. For those of you who are newbies to the MRU, Petey's granddad invented the whole reason why we are here today, the Maytag Repairman. Before I get started, let me remind everyone cosplaying a repairman that no weaponry is allowed on the con floor. Please turn in all your swords, medieval maces, and ninja-throwing repairman bow ties to security. And you can pick them up again at the end of the day. Uh, thank you. Let's, uh, so let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? It's time for the spin cycle. That no-holds-barred panel where we discuss who is the best Maytag repairman of all time. I do have an eensy-weensy bit of bad news. I'm afraid our A-lister panel, the editors of Famous Repairman of TV Land magazine, were caught in a blizzard at the airport in Muncie. Oh. I know, uh, I know, but the show must go on, am I right? Uh, so with a little bit of scrambling, we were able to get some locals to fill in. On our panel today are Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, uh, Star Trek actor William Shatner, and former Doctor Who showrunner Stephen Moffat. <coughs> okay, then. Uh, into the spin cycle we go, Rincies. Uh, asking that dreaded third rail question, uh, who is the best Maytag repairman of all time? 
Now, for many people, the only true Maytag repairman will always be the man who originated the role, Mr. Jesse White. Uh, but of course, many people are just as adamant that the second repairman, my personal favorite, Gordon Jump, uh, is the one who really owned the role. Uh, Bill Shatner, as a man who originated a role that was later performed much better by a younger actor, what, what's your take on this? Fuck you. Uh, great point. Uh, Steven? Let me ask you this. When the Maytag repairman changes form, is it a huge, heart-rending television event in which his current incarnation is mortally wounded and every fan swears off the series forever but ends up coming back two weeks later anyway? Um, no. It's just sort of, hey, we got a new repairman. It's not really commented on. Then I have no bloody clue I'm here. You know... It's never really been mentioned, but the first and second repairmen were secret lovers the whole time. What? Also, they were both black. Uh, that, that's d d demonstrably untrue. Fuck you. Nobody was even talking to you, Bill. God almighty. Okay, let's open it up to questions from the floor, shall we? Uh, yes, you in the front. Hi, this question is for Mr. Shatner. Fuck you? Yeah. In the 14th Maytag Repairman commercial, the repairman is standing by a washer identified by the voiceover announcer as a porcelain white model MVWC565FW when it's clearly a Harvest Gold model MVWX655DW1. How do you account for this? I'm sorry, when is this going to be about me? Not many people know this, but the model MVWX655DW1 is a power top. Also Swedish. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's move on. Yes, you. B before you ask your question, I I've just got to say, great cosplay. We don't see many Maytag Repairman, Iron Man mashups. Thanks. I call him Old Lonely Man. That's not even a clever play on words. It's not a play on words. Old Lonely Man. That's just my life. That's really fucking sad. M moving on, what's your question? My question is for the entire panel. The entire panel is fucking... Mm, I wish. So, who do you think was the best sidekick? Newton, the Basset Hound, or the Maytag Apprentice, character actor Mark Divine? Okay, I'm going to stop you right there because I, I really don't want to hear J.K. Rowling's take on what those two characters were doing. Newton died tragically in a special two-parter season finale, right? Uh, no. I mean, yes. Uh, I'm certain Newton died... He was a dog, but no to the rest of that. Amy Pond! Fish sticks and custard! Spoilers! Fesses are cool! Okay, Stephen Moffat has apparently thrown a rod, so let's move on. I shipped third repairman Clay Earl Jackson to Canadian repairman Paul Breval. Outlandish assertion. Paul Breval was autosexual in a romantic relationship with himself. Also, a moon man from the planet Beepleblop. A fool could see that. You can pick your Maytag house on my cynical cash grab website, maytagmore.com. Sherlock! Rory! Bowties! Could someone get Mr. Moffat a granola bar or something? I think his blood sugar may be crashing. I'm bigger on the inside! Yes, he's, he's out cold. Uh, probably for the best, though. Uh, so now where were we? If anyone here is bigger on the inside, it's me. I shipped fourth repairman Colin Ferguson to a tugboat. You can't ship someone to a literal boat. Boat love is just as valid as ship love. Hey, that's cracking. I'm going to tweet that. Boat love is 
just as... Where's my check? I was promised an appearance fee. Relax, you'll, you'll get your free dryer. A fucking dryer? This is a con. You hear me? Con! Fuck this. I'm out of here. Bill, um, you didn't actually dematerialize. That's my text alert, dipshit. My daughter is waiting in the car to pick me up. Okay, Bill Shatner has left the building. So that's our panel, folks. Uh, remember, uh, you can be so lonely, but you can't be so lonely here. The third repairman was a compulsive masturbator. Honey, I'm home. I'm in the dining room, dear. Guess what, honey? I stopped by the thrift store on my way home from work, and they had this huge rack of old VHS tapes for sale. Three for a dollar. So I just couldn't pass that up, and I stocked up on all the classics. <laughs> VHS, honey, we don't even own a VCR. Way ahead of you, dear. I picked us up one of those at the thrift store, too, so we're covered. Oh, you. When something gets in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured tonight's date night could become an old-school movie night. VCR, popcorn and all. What do you say? Oh, I can't wait. What movie should we watch first? You're going to love this one, hon. I picked it out special for you. It has that one guy that you love so much. Uh, what, who? What, what guy? <laughs> you know, that one guy you love so much. You said if you ever met in real life, you know, wouldn't count. <laughs> no, who are you talking about? And I picked Salma Hayek, remember? Oh, you don't mean that guy, do you? Yeah, that's him. What's the matter? I thought you loved him. Oh, no. Didn't you hear? He got pulled over for drunk driving, started screaming obscenities and disparaging minorities, and he's totally crazy now. No, we cannot watch one of his movies. When did all this happen? Like last month. It was all over the internet. Didn't you see it? No, nobody told me a damn thing. Yeah, he's a crazy, drunk racist now. Oh, honey, turn this movie off. Oh, I most certainly will. We have tons of movies to choose from here, filled with plenty of wholesome, redeemable celebrities that know the difference between right and wrong. So as for you, vile video cassette, may you entertain the damned in hell. Oh, put something funny on, honey. The last movie with that one guy I used to love so much before he became a crazy drunk racist really brought me down. I need a good laugh. I have just the thing, dear. This one is a comedy classic. It stars that one fellow who is always so funny in everything. Oh, yes, him. Yes, he is always so funny in everything. <laughs> but, honey... Yes, dear? Isn't this fellow also the same fellow who slipped all those drugs in those women's drinks and garishly fondled himself on that public bus? What? When? Oh, I think this happened a while ago. It was in all the papers. How do I miss this stuff? I don't know. The story was practically ubiquitous. Well, this is one of his old movies, though, before he was an outlandish pervert. Doesn't that make it okay? No. No, that doesn't matter. We can't watch any of his movies now, old or new. Okay, fine. Look, how about this one? It has that woman that always looks so uncomfortable. No, she's suspected in that string of grisly sex murders up to and including her own husband. Okay, this one has that adorable little kid with the glasses. Uh-uh, he's currently being indicted for the kidnapping of himself. How about this one? Climate change denier. 
This one? Kitty pornographer. This one. Scientologist. Well, fuck, Mary, aren't there any movies that don't star perverts, bigots, and other celebrities fallen from grace? No, I don't think so. Not anymore. Shit, let's just turn on the TV then. My fellow Americans, it's me, your president. The president, Donald Trump. You're fired. Hey, how you doing? Fuck! It's like we aren't safe anywhere, Paul. Crazy celebrities are, are practically ubiquitous. That's it, Mary. From now on, we're not consuming media of any kind until all the celebrities go back to normal. Quickly. You lock the front door, and I'll board up the first floor windows. We'll bunker down in here and ride this thing out together. I love you, sweetie. I love you too. Now hurry! It's celebrities, Mary. Don't let them in. Oh, Paul, look. They're on our front lawn. Don't look at them, Mary. They can't hurt you if you don't look at them. But but they're so beautiful. So glamorous. <laughs> Just like I should be. No, Mary, don't. Let me go, Paul. I'm going to let them in. I need to let them in. Calm down, Mary. Calm down. I'm here, okay? I've got you. And I'm never going to let a single celebrity hurt you as long as I live. Oh, Paul, whatever will we do in this crazy mixed-up world of crazy mixed-up celebrities? Hold on, Mary. We're going to... Hold on. We're going to sit here in the darkness together, consuming no media of any kind, and wait. Wait for what? For morning, Mary. For that first glimpse of that new sun's rays. I love you, Paul. I love you, Mary. Prisoner Omega Ampersand Umlaut. That's not even a number. You're gonna rot in here. You'll never again breathe the free air. And all you will ever know is these four blank walls until the end of your days. Or until you post bail. Bail? Yeah. That's an option? Of course, we're not monsters. Well, how much is it? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks? That's it? I've got that on me right now. In fact, here's an extra five bucks for your trouble. Oh, thanks. Now that I'm out, we're going to finally do one of my sketches starring me. Wait, you know I helped write this sketch, too. Sure. Uh, Also, your son Joe helped a lot. Oh, really? Joe helped write this sketch? Yeah, it was basically all his idea. Hey, I helped. Wow, Joe is a really funny guy. Yeah, and he's really talented, too. I I came up with some of the dialogue. We should have him on the show more often. That's one apple that fell really far from the tree. Aw, you guys suck. Once upon a time in a faraway land, a young prince lived in a shining castle. But the prince's selfish heart caused a curse to be laid upon him. He was transformed into a hideous beast. Only true love's kiss could break the curse and restore him to his princely form. After many years of loneliness, the beast met Belle, a beautiful maiden, and slowly, love began to bloom. Belle. I am so pleased you accepted my invitation to the ballroom tonight. You look beautiful. Thank you, Beast. Tell as old as time, true as it can be. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. What, what, what is it? 
It's nothing. This is all so wonderful. I don't want to interrupt, but I'm afraid I've got a bit of a hangnail. Do you have some clippers? Of course. Emery! Clippington! Wee oui, wee, oui, my lord. You cold? Your nail file and clippers are alive? Of course. Everything in this castle is enchanted. Emery, Clippington, the lady has a hangnail. But of course. We are at your service, mademoiselle. Why, thank you. Clip your nails, clip your nails. Our expert grooming never fails. Simply please extend your hand and leave to us all the details. Oh, please. Let us clip your nails! Well, that seems to have done the trick. Yes, my nails look lovely. Oh, thank you, Emery and Clippington. That will be all, lads. Au revoir, mademoiselle. It was a pleasure to serve. Now, where were we? Tell as old as time. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, what is it, my love? This is so embarrassing. Nonsense, my dear. Please, what can I do to help? Well, I'm afraid that the giant meal that Lumiere and his friends made for me earlier today, well, do you have a place where I could, um, answer the call of nature? Say no more, my dear. Derriere! Pissenstein! Oh, dear God, you're joking. At your service, my liege. How may we assist? A sentient toilet? Really? Again, my love. Everything in this castle is enchanted. All of these poor creatures were once nobles and household staff who were cursed along with me. But a toilet? Seriously? Yeah. Takes some getting used to. And why did you call the urinal as well? It's not like I need him. Pissenstein? He insists on it. Yeah. <laughs> He's German, what can I say? Well, I don't know if I can. Nonsense, Sherry. There is no need for the hesitation. This is our purpose. Yeah, we love our work. Okay, you need to stop talking. Please, Sherry, do not worry. Okay. I'll just, just step over here and give you some privacy. A little late for that now. Please, mademoiselle, have no fear. Pop a squat, pop a squat, upon this magic chamber pot. We know you'll need to make some room, cause holy shit, you ate a lot. Drop a deuce in my bowl, evacuation warms my soul. Go ahead and don't give it a second thought. You ate a ton of food, so it's hardly rude to pop a squat, pop a squat, pop a squat. Well, that will haunt me for the rest of my life. All done, my love? Yes. Although I'll never be done screaming inside. Thank you, Derriere. Pissenstein, you may go. Au revoir, my lady. Guten Abend. Yeah, never speak or make eye contact with me again. But of course. Now, where were we? Are you kidding? Okay, one more time. <clears throat> Bell, my dear, we in this castle exist under a curse. Now, I know it takes some getting used to, but please, try to understand. You're right. You've been so kind, and the evening has been lovely. Mostly. Please, go on. <clears throat> Tell as old as time. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. <sighs> what is it, Belle? 
are there are there two um enchanted things hiding over there behind the curtain? What? Where? Right there. Oh, hold up. Jurgens, tissues worth. Come out this instant. It was Jurgen's idea, your highness. He, he was the one who thought- Who thought what? Well, my lord, you haven't had much luck with the ladies, so- So you thought I need you later? Well- Wait, wait, wait. You do that with sentient beings? I, I told you, everything here is sentient. Everything. You can't avoid it. Yeah, but that? Look, Bell. You're probably thinking something far worse than what it actually is. Masturbate, masturbate, because you haven't got a date. I mean, your palm's already hairy, what the hell, why should you wait? Rub one out, beat it off, stroke the monkey till it coughs. You're not flexible enough to self-relate. You've gone and scared this lass, and she won't give you ass. So masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. Okay, so it's exactly as bad as she thought. Yeah, okay, I'm leaving. But you promised to stay! Don't care! Too creepy! There are wolves in the forest! Still not creepier than this place! But... but the curse! Fuck off! Well... Ah, fuck! Jurgens! Tissue's worth! To the computer room! Way ahead of you, sire. Maybe it's free subscribers week on Pornhub. Well, I hope you've all enjoyed the damn... Hey, you two have treated me like complete shit this entire show. Oh, longer than that. So the least you could do is let me say the goodbye. No way, I'm... Wait, Ryan, I think he's right. Maybe we should let Greg say the goodbye this time. Oh, right. Finally. <clears throat> Thank you all for listening to the Damn Dirty Drive-In's production of Shorts and a Bunch 2. Summer. Breakout. We hope to see you next time, here at the Damn Dirty Drive-In. Now! Hey, what gives? Again. Well, we just figured since you wanted to say the goodbyes so bad, you wouldn't mind sticking around and reading the credits for us, too. What?! No! Let me out of here! Not till you read the credits. The credits are death by inches! Read the goddamn credits, you red-haired bastard. Ugh, fine. Shorts and a bunch to... Summer. Breakout was presented by the damn dirty drive-in. Torture Escalation, Words of Power, Gender Norm, and Movie Night were written by Rob Maynard. Dance Day in Heaven, Belgian vs. Predator, and Dick's Discount Pets were written by Ryan Smith. Barkeeps of the Realm was written by Ben Haslar. My Repairman was written by Greg Talley, Ryan Smith, and Rico E. Anderson. Beauty and the Beast was written by Ryan Smith, Greg Talley, and Joseph Thomas Talley. This show features the voice talents of Greg Sestero, Rebecca Hansen, Tim Ryder, Rico E. Anderson, Tiffany Yvonne Cox, Frank Dietz, Leanne Dietz, Jack Bennett, Liesl Hansen, Davey Force, Ava Seha, Deanna Rooney, Jeremy Witham, Haley Tolley, Laura Jean Mummert, Daryl Lynn Kelleher, Daniel Vincent Bigelow, Ron McAdams, Natalie Ryan, Frank Conniff, Ian Morrison, Rob Maynard, Ryan Smith, and me, Greg Talley. Original music by Willie T. Golden. Additional music from Pond 5. 
Sound effects by SoundSnap and Pond5. Sound engineering and editing by Rob Maynard and Ryan Smith. Promotional poster art by Daniel Vincent Bigelow. Radio Play Text Copyright 2019 by Ryan Smith, Rob Maynard, Greg Talley, Ben Haslar, Rika Wee Anderson, and Joseph Thomas Talley. Production Copyright 2019 by Jefferson Hospitality, LLLP. All right, guys, that's all the credits. You can let me out now. (laughs) (laughs) What a dipshit. Sucker. (laughs) Uh, uh, Come on, guys. Let me out. Uh, Very funny. You can't keep me in here all night. Guys? Hello? Guys! Well, shit. The next time you travel to Denver, make your journey into one that you'll remember. Don't just sit around and wish when you can have an expedition at the Dino Hotel.